Good morning, church. Uh, glad to be here in the house of the Lord, serving his people. And I won't, I'll try not to be nervous or anxious and speak clearly. My voice is gone. It's not because Liverpool won 9 0 yesterday, <laughs> but just talked too much yesterday. So let's pray. And let's, uh, Father, we give you thanks this morning. Use me as an oracle of your word, not by my own intellect, but let the Holy Spirit minister your word to your people because they are wonderful children of yours that desire you more than anything else. In Jesus' name. Today, I'll take my reading text from John 1, verses 35 to 42. Uh, I'll read, then go into the message. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples had this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? They want to know the house of the Lord, where the Lord is staying. Come and see, he said. He gave them an invitation. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him. It's the end of the day, four o'clock, when we're all winding down after I had this walk. But they went with Jesus at four o'clock. When they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day, they spent time in God's presence for the rest of the day. And some of us, we might even struggle to spend one hour, but they spent the rest of the day with Jesus. And Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who had what John said, John the Baptist, and when and then followed, Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The person I want to talk to you about this morning was born in Bethsaida around Galilee. He was only mentioned 12 times in the New Testament and even in the Old Bible. Some countries made him their patron saints. And interestingly, he was born into a Jewish family, but he was given a Greek name even at the time when the Jews and the Greeks and the Gentiles don't mix. His name means manly, defined as courageous, bold man. And names are important, like the name of Jesus was important and still is today. This man was never referred to in his own, as his own person. Is always referred to in reference to his brother. You always hear Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. 
So the person I want to talk to you about is Andrew. Despite being in the background, his biggest claim to fame was when he met Jesus Christ. And he was the first disciple called by Jesus to come and serve. We can see this in verse 40 that tells us that Andrew, Simon's Peter's brother, was one of these two men that went with Jesus. Andrew also spent time with Jesus that day, like I mentioned, end of the day, when he was tired after fishing, after spending time with John the Baptist, his mentor, his teacher, but dropped everything when he was told that is the Lamb of God, Jesus, that will take away the sins of the world. He went with him straight away. But we do not know what happened when he went with Jesus. When he spent the rest of the day with Jesus, what happened there must have been so powerful enough that Andrew couldn't contain himself, that he had to go and tell his brother, I have met the Messiah. And I'm sure some of us, or a lot of us in here today, might have encountered God one way or another, and had an experience that will be so powerful enough that we cannot contain it and go and tell others about him. I had my own encounter in 2016 when I was diagnosed with bowel cancer. But because I had experienced goodness of God, I have tasted his goodness, I was able to hold fast and say, God, you did it before you'll do it again. And I told the consultant with all his, whatever he was saying then that, no, I'm not going that way. I'm trusting the Lord that delivered me before he will do it again. And he did it. That when he refers to other consultants, before I go there, if they will say, we know you are a man of faith, before they do anything else. But it was only possible for us to do that when we spend time with God. Billy Graham said, nothing will help us grow spiritually more than spending time alone with God. Every day, reading his word and praying, time alone with God is essential to our spiritual welfare. But Andrew was able to do what he did in his life, be bold and courageous to go and tell the goodness of God to others and bring others to to Christ because he had the news that God promised the Messiah. He held on to that promise. When he was told this is the Messiah, then he put action to his faith. He rose up and followed the Messiah. Because Hebrews 11.1 told us that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Andrew wanted all of Messiah and the promises that come with the Messiah. He cannot let go of that and just let it pass by. He put action to his faith because he knew the word of God. If you don't know what God promised, you won't desire it. You won't go for it. Joshua 21.45 told us that not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Andrew knew the word of God. So when Jesus was introduced to him, he followed. 
And Hebrews 11.6 even made it clearer for us that it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists. Andrew believed that God exists and expected the Messiah and they wanted the reward. God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him like Andrew did. We should all desire and seek God every time of our lives, every day of our lives. And that desire, putting action to our faith, spending time in his presence is important. We have to believe. We don't need any physical evidence, but put faith to action because Jesus did not display any earthly wealth or status to entice or impress Andrew or anyone for that matter, but he followed Jesus. Because the second thing that made it possible for Andrew is that spiritual desire to be in God's presence. Like I said, he spent the rest of the day with him. But just spending the day amounts to nothing if you don't have decisive purpose of what we want from God. We want to know God, we want to know his word, we want to have the power of the truth and experience that power that comes with spending time with God. Andrew will set time aside with other disciples and ask questions of God because that is what spending time in God's presence is all about. It's not just to read the word and let it flow. Know what the word of God says. Know the character of God. Experience the power of God. Feel him and let him lift you out of whichever situation, circumstance you are in. And let the power of God drive you to go and tell others what you have experienced. On another occasion, Mark 13, 3 to 4, records that Jesus spoke when he left Jerusalem and told the disciple that no stone of this temple will be left on on one another. But they did not understand what he was saying. But Andrew and some other disciples took time to go and ask God privately, Master, tell us what is this about? We need to know more. We need to understand what you are saying to us that they may be able to discern the time, discern the purpose, know what that means and apply it to the situations and times and circumstances that they may face as his disciples. We must spend time in God's presence. Like I said, we can be tired <coughs> excuse me, and weary and emotionally distraught, but after spending time alone with God, we find that he injects us with energy, power, and strength every time we go to his presence, genuinely, diligently seeking him, not just to be present in the location, but to be present with God and experience him. When you spend time with God, things happen. You can never remain the same. You become teachable, humble, and you receive revelation that this is what God is saying to me. 
Andrew spent was John the Baptist's disciple for many years. But when they told him, Jesus, the Lamb of God, who will take away the sin of the world, he got revelation that, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. I have to go with the master. I have to go with Jesus. He left everything and followed Jesus. And when you spend time with Jesus, with God, it says there is a sense of joy. There is a sense of joy that we cannot explain. The other thing that happens is that revelation gave us discernment by the power of the Holy Spirit to give us solution into numerous circumstances that we may think it is impossible. But when you spend time with God, you get to know that what is impossible for man is possible with God. Andrew, when Jesus was at the crowd preaching, and they were to feed 5,000. They were drinking, where will the food come from? How can we afford this? But Andrew, in John 6, 5 to 9, but Andrew was able to see that there is a little boy with fish and loaves of bread. He had to forget what is possible in the physical and say, I've been with Jesus. I know what Jesus is capable of. I know what he can do. Master, Jesus, there is bread and fish here. And Jesus took that little and multiplied it and fed 5,000. Whatever talent you have, whatever skills you've got, whatever situation you are facing, take it to God just as it is and watch his power transform that for you. And watch your talents bring you to the presence of kings that will create opportunities and open doors for you. The last thing that I want to share with you is that when you experience God and his power, you can never hold it back from other people unless you are selfish and you don't want others to experience the goodness of God. Jesus commanded us that he said, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He did not say this particular tribe or that nation or that, no. But every indiscriminately, indiscriminate compassion towards all men. Even before Jesus gave this commandment, Andrew had started ministering to people that were not of the Jewish origin, despite the fact that they were only ministering to Jews at that time. Let us be indiscriminate in our compassion towards others. I leave you with five things this morning. Spend time in the Lord's presence and be infused with his power that you can do all things through him. Build up your faith and put action to your faith. Because we are commanded in Jude 20 that we must build ourselves up in our most holy faith. And when we go to the presence of God, let's be teachable and be open to him at all times. And exalt only the master when we are in his presence. Let's be open to the Holy Spirit 
to give us discernment, solution to every little and big situation. And above all, preach at all times. Whether you use words or in your actions, preach. So this morning, I just want us to remember that God that we serve brings light into dark world we live in. It cannot be anywhere and darkness exists. Let's praise him this morning as the Lord of God, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, who brings light into dark situation, who brings hope into hopeless situation, who died that we may have life. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Let us desire to know him and proclaim the King of Kings to all the world in Jesus' name. Thank you. Mm-hmm.